And welcome to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Now, Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. And if you guys need a special battery, whether it's a regular battery or uh, something special that's very rare and hard to find, stop by your local Interstate Battery retail location and talk with a battery expert. These guys are very knowledgeable in the products that they sell and they can get you what you want, when you want it, whether it's a truck battery, whether it's a special battery for like a rangefinder or trail camera batteries, any type of battery, these guys are able to get it for you. So stop into a uh, interstate battery retail location, talk with a specialist, or if you want to learn about the culture, the company of interstate batteries, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate batteries, outrageously dependable. All right, on the phone with me today, Mr. Joel Johnson. Joel, how we doing, man? I'm doing well, Dan. Good morning. Morning. How's your spring been so far? Uh, you know, it's it's been it's been uh, interesting. You know, we were we had a nice uh, second half of March, and and most of April was pretty nice, and now. Uh, uh, like clockwork, the month of May has it's been a little grim so far. Yeah, what's uh, what's your your schedule in the spring? I mean, do you hunt turkeys? Do you go looking for mushrooms? Do you focus on fishing? Uh, I'd say uh, as I've gotten older, I, I used to do the turkey thing back in the day. Never was really successful, and then uh, May is May is a really busy month. We have my daughter's birthday and my my wife's birthday and mother's day and, and, uh, we all really like to fish. And so, um, you know, we, we, we typically, because of me get started fishing a little too early. And so, uh, first couple times out, you know, this year, just like others, you know, it was either a hair too cold or the water was too cold. Um, but you know, we've been successful the last few times out. So, Good deal. um, you know, once we get into open water, it's, it's, uh, pretty much a, a fishing priority. Right. So you are a fisherman. Yes. Yes. Okay. Like for, like for me, if I was, if I was going to put a label on myself, I would say I'm a bow hunter or I'm a, I'm a deer hunter. Right. Would, so is your, is your label or your badge of honor a fisherman or, or would you call yourself something else? Um, that's a good one. Um, I would say it changes on the season, you yeah. know, uh, I'm a fisherman till about September 1st and, and then, uh, then I'm a, then I'm a deer hunter, okay. uh, starting with both season and, and then pretty much all through, through the rest. But I'm also a pheasant hunter too. So, um, <laughs> I got a lot of labels depending on the time of the year, but so, I try and, uh, you know, I try and do my best, gotcha. um, at all of them, which is, is probably more uh, of an outdoorsman. Like yeah. I, I know guys who straight up they they don't turkey hunt, they don't fish, they don't go looking for mushrooms. They are they all they care about is whitetails. And then I know other guys who they don't whitetail hunt, they don't you know they don't fish, they turkey hunt. And then I know guys who all they do is fish all year round, and it's I'm surprised they're married. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's the badge that we all kind of wear now. You wrote an article in one of the recent issues, uh, or in this month's issue, of uh, the Iowa Sportsman, and it's about fishing with family. And it goes; it's a little bit more than fishing with family, though. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about the idea behind this article? Sure, sure. So the the premise really was um, it, it was for a, you know, whether it's a long weekend, you know, three, four day weekend or vacation, you know, what would be, you know, your top four, top five, uh, places in the state for fishing, you know, and, or just, you know, outdoor activities, outdoor adventure, et cetera. And so, um, I approached the article with, with trying to, um, find areas in all, all four corners of the state you know, not just this lake or this creek or this river, but uh, where where is a good area in each part of the state that has multiple opportunities all within, say, 30 to 45 minutes of sort of a base camp location? Yeah, yeah. So let's, uh, so what is it? Is it four different quadrants? Like, 
35 west, 30, uh, and then 80 north? Or is that how you kind of broke it down, or are there more than that? I didn't. I just kind of went northwest, northeast, southeast, southwest. Okay. Um, you know, I didn't have any specific kind of boundaries in mind. Uh, but I do have some experience in, in, in all four parts of the state. And so, uh, like I say in the beginning of the article, you know, a lot of people probably disagree with me. Uh, but for, for my money and, and for my experience, you know, these are the places I would go. And, and you know, I would say uh, northwest is, is uh, you know, a couple hours northwest of Des Moines. It's kind of thinking Des Moines really is a central location for, for most folks, even though it's not, you know, smack dab in the middle of the state just kind of using uh, des moines as the as the uh the centerpiece yeah that makes a lot of sense all right so let's kind of just dive right into it then um and if you don't mind i'd like to start off with northeast iowa only because i just returned from a mini vacation uh a weekend where we rented a cabin up there uh and Sorry. hung out with the in-laws and did some fishing and, and things like that. So what's special, what's cool, where should we focus our, our attention when fishing in Northeast Iowa? Sure. Sure. So Northeast Iowa is really, really cool. Uh, my, my uh, son is actually in college up there at, uh, at Lutheran Decorah. And so okay. been up there, um, a few times, uh, obviously for, for visits. And, and then I've been up there, uh, fishing a number of times with, with uh with friends and so um from a fishing perspective you know you've got really high concentration of rivers um and i actually went to college at, at warburg and waverly and so um as a kid that grew up in des moines uh it was a it was a change because when you get up into that part of the state um uh, you know it's not necessarily you know, lake fishing so much as it's, it's, you know, the cedar, the wapsie, the shell rock, you know, turkey, et cetera. It's, it's really more of a, you know, it, uh, focused on rivers, at least it was when, when we were in college and stuff. And yeah. so <clears throat> you have lots of options. Um, but the one thing I'd say Northeast Iowa is really known for is, you know, obviously the trout fishing, um, because it's, you know, only place in the state that you can do it. And so, um, I've been up there trout fishing a couple of times by no means an expert and certainly not a fly fisherman or, or anybody that, uh, appreciates those waters as much as I probably should. Um, that we've had a really good time up there. Um, and so, you know, if you were, if you were going to base camp up there, you know, and you wanted to do a combination kind of fishing outing, if you got up there, um, and now of course the town's, uh, are, are, uh, are, are missing my mind, but if you got up there and you start in decor and start heading Northeast from there, you know, you're, you're passing over multiple trout streams. Yeah. Um, you've got the Mississippi river, um, you know, so, and if you wanted to fish pool on nine and 10 of the Mississippi, you've got pretty much every sport fish that, that people, um, uh, that people care about available. Um, you've got pretty much an endless number of islands and channels. And so, um, it can almost be overwhelming. I think for some people, their first time up there, it's like, well, where do I go? Right. You know, you almost get analysis paralysis on the river because it, you know, there are so many places you can go. And so, um, you know, it turns into one of those things where if you have a boat and you have the time and you can just go exploring, you know, if, if you have any idea at all about, you know, kind of the habits of, of fish on, on even the small rivers that a lot of that translates, um, up into pool nine and 10, you know, you get behind, uh, some of those islands where there's some current and there's some brush, you know, you throw a, just a night crawler and a, and a slip by route. And, you know, you could be catching perch, crappies, bluegills, drum, you know, bass, everything out of the same hole. Yeah. And so, uh, that's kind of the, the beauty of the Mississippi. And then, you know, 15, 20, 30 minute drive away, you know, you can, you know, be wading up a trout stream. Um, and if you happen to, to time it right with, uh, uh, the DNR stocking schedule, I mean, it's, it's put and take literally. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's a really good time. Yeah. This weekend we were up in Lansing, Iowa, and, uh, I'm lucky cause I feel like every time I go out on the Mississippi, I have a, uh, my father-in-law. He's been fishing the Mississippi River in, in those pools that you mentioned for over 40 years now. 
And so oh, okay. he, although the river changes a lot in that time, in that time frame, he knows where to go and he knows where the fish are. So it's almost like my family has their, uh, their own personal guide when, sure. when they're going out, which is nice. And at the same time, um, we have access to a, a really good farm pond while we're up there too. So when the boating, uh, portion of it isn't because let's be honest, fishing with kids has its hurdles. And mm-hmm. you for, like, for me, I can't, I can't fish myself because I'm always, you know, like getting a snag out or helping cast or putting a worm on or taking a fish off. So I kind of have learned just to set my pole down and focus on the kids Um, and, you know, kids in a boat versus kids on the shore somewhere are, you know, two, two completely different things, right? There, you, you don't have to really worry about a kid falling out of a boat in the river, which would be a big you know, which would be a big problem as opposed to a kid maybe just getting a little cl- too close to the shore. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I've been there myself. I yeah. have uh, I have two daughters that have really grown up in, in uh, the various boats I've owned over the last uh, 10 years, and so I hear you. Yeah. Uh, uh, fortunately, you know, when, when we do really well, you know, eventually uh, one of them wants to take a break to get something to eat or, or, uh, or uh, you know, check out their their social media for a few minutes and and then i might use their pole or pull one of mine out to to see if i can't uh catch something while they're uh while they're taking a break and about time i start catching one well break time's over yeah absolutely and the cool thing about the mississippi like you mentioned in those pools and and you you said it already but man this weekend out of the mississippi river in those backwaters we caught walleye perch largemouth and smallmouth uh, for sure. And then I think, uh, we caught a sheephead too out of there. So, mm-hmm. so, and then the farm pond, crappie, bluegill, bass, and even a walleye in this farm pond, just a random walleye. Right. So someone must've put it in there, but, uh, we, we caught a lot of varieties of fish in there. And the cool thing, especially Northeast Iowa is this, that driftless, uh, area, right. Which is yep. a completely different terrain feature. It's absolutely gorgeous in Northeast Iowa. Yeah, totally. And, and, you know, and, uh, you know, I was, I was uh, going blank on where we were when we were up there, but, uh, you know, we had stopped, um, we'd stopped in Harper's Ferry last yep. time we were up there and we fished the river a little bit. And then literally, I want to say within 15 minutes, like yep. straight west of the river, uh, we were in a trout stream. And yep. so it was great. Um, Yellow river it, forest, you know, right? That whole, exactly. Yep. Uh, and the fish were biting, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, but that whole area, it's, you know, uh, people talk about it, uh, how nice it is. You can see it in a book, you know, and see it in, in, uh, in pictures, but it really just doesn't do it justice uh, no. for somebody who, who grew up in Des Moines or in, uh, in North Central Iowa or anywhere where it's, you know, corn and beans your, your whole life. And, you know, uh, maybe not totally flat, but, you know, uh, you know, pretty, pretty standard Iowa scenery. You get up there, um, Decorah and on East, um, and it's, it's like a whole different world. Right. Um, and you know, it's, and it, it, it's very unique in that the glaciers never, never, you know, pounded that, you know, pounded those hills down and, and you have the scenic bluffs. You've got Pike's Peak. It probably, uh, you know, most interesting, um, you know, as a, as a non-fishing activity for my family, we hit effigy mounds. Oh yeah. Spent, it was kind of a, kind of a day like today. It's kind of cloudy and, and drizzly. And so we were, I think there might've been one other, uh, group there of, of a few people We pretty much had the place to ourselves. Um, yeah. and so we spent a few hours and it was just incredible. Um, the amount of history and, and, you know, stuff I had, I, I'd heard of it before, uh, but I'd never been there before. Um, and to see, um, you know, the, the remnants of, of, uh, you know, cultures from thousands of years ago, yeah. the fact that the, the, those, uh, formations and things are still there yeah. it definitely makes you, uh, makes you wonder, um, how they built them, especially, you know, the scale they, they, uh, and some of those things are, you know, you can see them from the air from, you know, a long ways away. It's, right. it's really, uh, 
uh, a destination if, if somebody's heading to Northeast Iowa. Yeah. Other other attractions to see in Northeast Iowa that I would say are good for kids would definitely be Effigy Mounds. Uh, Yellow River Forest is gorgeous to go um you know, hike, hike in. We have the fish hatcheries in Elkader mm-hmm. in Manchester and Decorah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else, you know, that's, that's a, the extreme Northeast Iowa, but all along that route going North out of Manchester, even into strawberry point, there's backbone state park. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's a, there's other, there's other, uh, attractions along the way, but that Northeast section of Iowa is just, it's almost built for families, man. I mean, and yeah. on top of that, there's ice cream stores, there's restaurants, <laughs> there's, you know, things that kids love to do. Yep. Yeah. They've, and they've done a really nice job. And, you know, this has been, uh, the river road that runs, uh, uh, that runs right along, uh, the highway. I mean, there's, there's always motorcycles going up and down it when we're yep. there. It's, it's just it's just beautiful yep. um uh a, a late friend of mine lived in uh grew up in wabasha minnesota and so we would go up there every year um and you know that road just kind of traces the the western border of the river and man it was it's great and yeah. they've that whole corridor through there like you said you know the small towns are still small um they've got the, the local dairy dairy queen uh type establishments and and uh yeah your knickknacks and antiques uh if that's what you're into um you know pretty much unlimited fishing opportunities you know hiking if that's your thing camping uh bird watching etc it, it that corner of the state really really has it all right okay let's uh let's jump to northwest iowa I know that's the that's the the Iowa Great Lakes region, but before we mm-hmm. jump into the Iowa Great Lakes, is there anything else within the Northwest quadrant of Iowa that we should be looking for as far as families and taking kids fishing, or even just really uh, other good fishing opportunities? Uh, so I would say it's not necessarily Northwest, depending on your opinion. But, you know, if if you just say from from 35 interstate 35 west you know clear lake is is a no-brainer right right clear lake is is really the the dnr has really done a nice job um with that lake over the last decade uh 15 years um fishing there is fantastic for you know walleyes white bass yellow bass you know um again a lot of the, the the ones that people are after right crappies um and it's not a huge lake. I mean, you know, a family could go up there on a long weekend. And, and even if you didn't know that water, um, you know, if you hit the bait shop for a little bit of, of intel, you know, you're, they'll be able to put you on fish without too much trouble. Right. Um, you know, you've got the, the headwaters of Des Moines River are in that part of the state. Um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Des Moines River gets pretty small up there. But it also has... Uh, you know, there's northern pike fishing that, you know, you get down by around Des Moines. Yeah, there's northerns in the river, you know, between there and Des Moines. But you get up there in that smaller water um, in a guy in a kayak or even a john boat, you know, you can get into some really nice fishing um, uh, up in that part of the state. Um, as you keep going west, you know, there's there's all kinds of kind of the, the prairie pothole lakes out there that, that have fish in them. Uh, you know, Lost Island, Five Island. Um, I didn't mention those specifically in my article, um, but there's there's tons of, of good fishing opportunities up in that state. If um, especially if even if you're staying at the Iowa Great Lakes region, you know if you want to get away from the crowds, um, you don't have to drive more than 30 or 40 minutes, and and you can find a another lake that's uh, that's uh, definitely uh, worth a try. Yeah, I know that uh, I went to college for my first two two years in Forest City. Iowa and uh, we would every once in a while we'd go down to to Clear Lake and just putz around and and um I saw I saw on Clear Lake correct me if I'm wrong but there's a lot of opportunities there for people who don't have boats too they got like the things that stick out or like the, the rock piles that stick out in the water with the picnic tables on them Yep they've got jetties um they I think they do have they have some public docks um, that people can fish off, especially this time of year. Um, and then there's, there's a lot of folks that will, will wade in clear Lake, uh, for walleyes, um, 
oh, in, in April, and it might be past time now, but uh, once the season's open, uh, they do really well even waiting for, for walleyes in the evenings and in real early mornings. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, between the public public docks and, and the fishing jetties they've they've put out into the lake, um, you know, they've, they've just done a really nice job making sure that, you know, boat or no boat, you're going to be close enough to, to, uh, to, uh, be successful. Have some opportunity, especially. Um, and then obviously there, what other than the Missouri on the furthest Western part of the state, is there, are there any other main rivers that go through, uh, Northwest Iowa? Yeah, you've got um, the Little Sioux and the Sioux River that both uh, dump into the Missouri, and both are, you know, um, uh, pretty you know, not northeast Iowa cool, but they're cooler, cooler water rivers, a lot of gravel. Uh, so there's a lot of kind of uh, stream walleye and, and uh, northern pike fishing out of the Sioux and the Little Sioux. Um, I know guys do really well up there, and in that uh, you get up off of the bluffs there um and you know it's pretty pretty uh pretty country up in those uh up in those areas too um and you know it's 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 small stream walleye fishing uh where there's actually you know pretty good populations you know where i live in western iowa uh, uh, north raccoon has has pretty darn good walleye fishing the further north you go uh, you get up north of auburn north of uh of Lake City, where it gets starts getting a little smaller, um, especially in the fall, a guy can get in there and and uh, if you're patient and cover some water, you can do really well on walleyes. But um, you get up there on on those Sioux and the Little Sioux rivers, and you know it's one of those deals where yeah, there there's walleye fishing and then there's streams that that are walleye fisheries, and, and guys can do really well up there. Yeah. Now uh, I know it's closer to Des Moines, but. Do you, have you ever fished Sailorville Lake right out of Des Moines? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I grew up in Des Moines, and so that was kind of our, other than uh, my cousin's farm pond, that was kind of our go-to place, that in Big Creek uh, back in the day. And so uh, I, fit, I still fish Sailorville in the summer. Uh, I'm kind of a, a, a white bass and, and, and uh, wiper fanatic. And so... Uh, you know, end of July and in August when it gets really hot, um, and the wind starts to blow a little bit, you know, uh, if you get, a, you get two or three days of the South or Southwest wind, um, uh, you can do really, really well, uh, fishing for white bass on Sailorville. Okay. That's one, that's one lake I've never fished before. Uh, I used to live in Des Moines myself for a hand, like uh, a year and a half, I think before I ended up moving. But, uh, all I know about that lake is the boat, like a boating community, not necessarily the sportsman side of things. So, um, right. For are, sure. Is, it, is it, Sailorville Lake a family friend, friendly lake? I mean, obviously they have the boating, but what about the, the fishing opportunities there? Uh, it definitely is. I think the, the DNRs are going to done a really nice job and in, in central Iowa anglers too, is an organization that, that really does a nice job. Um, working with the DNR and, and the Army Corps of Engineers to to add structure to the lake and, and do fishing improvement projects, uh, but it is you know it's right on the edge of Des Moines, right? And so uh, on the weekends, uh, you're really gonna if you're gonna if you want to go fishing on the weekends, uh, once the weather warms up, you know it's really a you know first couple hours of the morning or or uh, last few hours um, of the day or, or even into the night. Uh, because the boating traffic um, is, is really intense yeah. and really, it, you know, the lake, um, you know, has published uh, a published size, right? I, I don't know what the exact size is, maybe 10,000 acres, something like that. But from a, from a boater's perspective, if you've got a, a ski boat or a power boat, you know, um, it's really only safe to boat now from the mile long bridge to the dam. And so, that's not very far. And so you end up, uh, you know, on the weekends with, with the boaters and the pleasure boaters and the jet skis and stuff pretty concentrated into a, into a small area. Yeah. And so, um, from a family perspective, it's great, you know, get the tubes out, get, get skis out or, or just hang out in party cove or on any of the, the, uh, the sandy banks. Um, uh, so when, when we go fishing during the summer, it's usually during the week. Um, and usually, you know, last 
two, three hours of the day um, after the voting crowd has, has uh, hung it up for the day. Right. And I know that, uh, especially on Sailorville, there is a, there's campgrounds all over the place up there. Um, even going up into North, Northwest Iowa, I know there's a, a really nice campground um, with some parks on uh, Clear Lake. And then obviously now we're going to uh, talk about the Great Lakes, right? Okoboji and mm-hmm. um, Spirit up there. Those, there's a ton of things up there to do. Yeah. I mean, this has been a destination. <laughs> this has been a destination, you know, the, the Iowa sort of resort destination forever, right? It's yeah. really the only. I know there's Honey Creek now um, uh, down in southern Iowa, excuse me, um, but the Iowa Great Lakes region has been the one uh, kind of Iowa resort area for, for forever, right? So you've got literally generations of, of families and people. Uh, that have been staying there or visiting there, you know, forever. Uh, where we live, um, the folks from, from Carroll, uh, Denison, you know, the sort of the larger uh, uh, regional towns, you know, there's a huge Okoboji uh, following from this area that head up there every weekend. Um, you've got, you know, beautiful water, uh, deep water, excellent fishing opportunities, um, you know, outdoor recreation opportunities with, with the boating and the skiing and, and the tubing and all that. And, and, you know, you've got the antiques and, and, uh, the go-kart tracks, water. Yep, go-kart tracks. I mean, bumper boats, they, yep. they, they've get, if you've ever been to, uh, Wisconsin Dells or Branson, I mean, this is, this is the Iowa version of, uh, of these, you know, these huge commercial, um, tourism areas and, and they've done a really nice job with it over the years they even have a, a small uh, amusement park uh, um, there arnold's park yep my, um, my buddy intern there said, oh nice uh, that being said i mean the, the fishing in, in the lakes uh, is is amazing um, they all have about the same species in them and in, you know depending on the year one might you know uh, one might be a little better fishing or bigger, you know, bigger fish in one lake over the other, but you know, you're talking, uh, you know, if there is a walleye destination, in Iowa, you know, the Iowa great lakes is really, um, uh, the place to be right. They, right. they are um, natural lakes. They're natural producing fish there and, and they're stocked and managed intensively, um, uh, by the DNR. Uh, to attract people to the area but you've got musky fishing you've got northern fishing you know on a good day in the summer you know if you're if you're trolling or fishing the weed beds you know you could catch five six seven eight different species in a day without a lot of problem um in the 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 size of the fish up there uh, really no matter what you're after um it's going to be you know angler acceptable they say you know bluegills eight to 10 inches crappies, 11 to 12, 13 inches. Um, you know, if, if you like the bass fish, you've got largemouth and smallmouth. You've got white bass and yellow bass. Um, if you're a cat fisherman, which, which, uh, I like to do myself, uh, in the summer and the evenings, you know, they've got huge channel cats out there. And, you know, a lot of people will even go up there, uh, early in the year, this time of year, um, uh, for the bullhead run. Um, you catch those, you know, pound, two pound blue, uh, bullheads up there, uh, for a cold water, uh, fish fry. So, I mean, it's got, from a fishing perspective, it's really got a lot to offer, uh, really kind of rivals in Mississippi from a species perspective. Um, right. uh, but definitely, you know, you, you can go to several different places. You can go to West Okoboji, East Okoboji, Spirit. You know, Gar, Upper Gar, um, you can expand your net a little bit. You can go over to to uh, Lost Island, you know, Emsburg area. Um, and, you know, we go back to the kind of the point of this article. You know, what are what are some of those um, kind of base camp areas where you can go? You know, uh, if you go up and you stay in Okaboji or Spencer, uh, within, you know, 30, 45-minute drive, you've just got – You've got an incredible amount of opportunities, whether it's on the water or off the water. Yeah, yeah, I know that. It what's crazy is that uh, actually, it's not really, really crazy, but um, one of the other writers who lives up there, Steve Wiseman, he always talks about the pan fishing 
And when I think of family activity, right, I don't necessarily think of my six, uh, six-year-old daughter, my or excuse me, my seven-year-old daughter trolling or, you know, using a bait caster to use a crankbait, right? I, I think of bobber fishing, right? Yep. And when, when someone tells me a lake or a body of water has really good pan fishing, then that tells me it's going to be really good for kids and families too. Right. Totally. Um, one really unique thing, and I don't know if this is, I've never seen it myself. I'd read about it, um, in the magazine and, and, in in other uh, sources, um, under the right conditions, you know, the lakes up there that when they put on ice, it can be so clear. Um, you can be ice fishing and, and actually see the fish through the ice, which, which would be really neat to experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, when you talk about peeing fishing, I mean, that would be a really neat experience uh, for kids. If, you know, number one, they got to be biting. Number two, if they could actually see them down through the ice, that that would be really cool. Yeah, and uh, number, I guess, three or four or whatever you said, <laughs> keeping them warm and uh, you know occupied with fishing and not because I took my daughter out turkey hunting this year, and we were out of the blind by seven o'clock or seven thirty <laughs> because she got cold and all the snacks were gone. So, yep. you know, people ask me all the time and, and I'm going to be doing a piece in the, in the, in the, uh, the September issue about, about youth deer hunting and, uh, you know, how, how to get kids interested and then how to keep them interested. And, you know, it, it's key, The key thing is, you know, to me, at least in my experience, my daughters are, are 13 and, and seem to be 15 now is, um, when you're a guy like me, I I have a ton of intensity and a ton of passion uh, about, about all the things we talked about before, right? Whether it's, whether it's pheasant hunting or or deer hunting or or fishing, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to be the best at it, but I'm going to work really hard every time I'm out um, to try and be successful. And so uh, the challenge for me um, as my daughters were growing up in, in the boat and on the bank um, in the field has been to to temper my level of intensity to make sure it matches theirs, yeah. right? Yeah. And and what I'm really saying is it's got to be fun. If it's not fun, then, then what's the point? Right. And so if that means, you know, um, in the boat, <laughs> we got to have snacks, we got to have chips, we got to have jerky, we got to have soda, you know, whatever their definition of fun is, um, that's what I, what, what I aim to do. And, and that's not to say that I'm successful every time. Cause I can be, uh, I can certainly be a pirate on the boat when, <laughs> when wind's blowing and, and I, you know, and, uh, you know, and it always, you know, it never, never fails. You know, once, once, uh, I, I get us onto, to the fish that want to bite, then the wind will start blowing and, <clears throat> and, uh, and it just gets to be frustrating, but right. you know, it's just gotta be fun. Right. Yeah. I mean, if they're cold, it's not fun. If, if they're hungry, it's not fun. If they, you know, I hate to admit it, but if they don't have their, their, their cell phones or their devices, just, you know, if nothing else wants in a while to check in, uh, what's going on, you know, we just kind of have to adapt to the, you know, kids aren't, aren't the same as, as when we were kids. So that's a fact, man. That is a fact. Um, all right. So we've talked about Northwest Iowa. The only thing that I want to talk about before we get into a, a different portion of the state is the Missouri river. Do you have any experience, uh, with the Missouri? I don't, you know, uh, other than catfishing a few times with my dad when, when I was uh, younger, uh, I don't, and and it's it's kind of sad because it's it's certainly way closer uh, to me than than the Mississippi, um, but I don't have a ton of experience, and really it's because you know you don't have the lock and dam system on the Missouri like you do on the Mississippi. Um, you've got certainly have wing dams and um, uh, structure in the river. Um, it's mostly known as, as a catfishing fishery. You know, you can go and, and destroy channel cats and, and uh, flatheads and, and even blue cats uh, when you get down <clears throat> into the, the more southern regions of the river. But from a, you know, uh, I've never planned a trip over there to go white bass fishing or to go walleye fishing. And, you know, I know they're in there, um, but certainly not uh, in my experience. And, you know, with talking to, to Dina, our guys in the area, uh, certainly not in, 
uh, you shouldn't go over there with the same expectations as you would going up to Mississippi. Now, the further north you go on the Missouri, um, once you get, especially when you get outside of Iowa and start getting up into South Dakota, that perspective changes a little bit. Certainly when you get up into Oahe and, and, uh, you know, the upper reaches and reaches of Missouri, um, uh, it's definitely a, a phenomenal fishery, but, um, you know, from what I've heard, not necessarily experienced, I'm sure people are probably, uh, going to be cussing me for saying this from what I've heard. Um, it's in Iowa, at least in Missouri is more of a, a catfish fishery, yeah. which is great. Um, but not necessarily a, a destination for, for uh, folks that are looking for the same thing they'd see on the Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. makes a lot of sense. All right. So let's just go South now, Southwest, Southwest Iowa. All right. Now we're, we're getting into my bread and butter here. So, uh, we live, uh, we live near Coon Rapids, which is about uh, 70 miles west of Des Moines on 141. And so from a, from a lakes perspective, we're sort of, uh, on an island, uh, we have to drive wherever we want to, you know, if I want to take my boat out, we're going to drive somewhere, uh, minimum 30, 30 minutes. And so, um, you know, our, our, the place we go most often, mostly based on convenience is, is Littlefield, um, which is about a 50 acre lake, um, about 15 minutes actually north of Lake Anita, uh, which is another great destination. Um, but in the article, I talked about uh, the Creston area. And so kind of going along with that theme of, you know, where could I set up a base camp and, you know, have multiple opportunities surrounding me? And, and uh, this, this really nails it. Creston is literally surrounded by some of the, the best, um, you know, best Iowa, it's kind of traditional Iowa lake fishing, uh, that there is. Um, and so, you know, it, if you wanted to do a four day weekend or, or week long vacation, um, a family could set up at green Valley. You could set up over, um, uh, at Icaria, which is about 30 minutes West, um, on highway 34, you could, you could set up at, at three mile. Lake. It's just, it's really pretty amazing. Um, the opportunities you have uh, right around the Creston area. Um, Three Mile Lake was renovated uh, about four years ago. It was already, a, a, you know, a, kind of a legendary lake for, for largemouth bass fishing and, and walleye fishing, and certainly in southern Iowa. Um, the DNR went in, drained it uh, about four years ago, remodeled the campgrounds, and so now you've got uh, you know, cabin rentals, you've got traditional camping, you've got kind of glamping sites. Um, and the fishing there is, is just ridiculous right now. Um, those fish, um, after a lake like that, it's, that's already pretty nutrient rich, rich, uh, when they do those renovations and put in those water quality improvements. Um, uh, I was reading an article on the DNR site, um, you know, they are estimating the fish in, in three mile are growing three times the average of a fish, you know, in, a, in an established fishery. And so um, walleye there right now are very numerous. Uh, guys are catching them from, you know, just under legal size, 13 and a half, up to 16 inches. I mean, guys are having 40, 50, 60 fish days, which, you know, is ridiculous for the state of Iowa. Uh, and along with that, you've got, you know, nine to 10 inch bluegills, uh, in the mix, you've got, you know, 10 to 12 inch perch, you know, you've got catfish and even they've, they've even stocked it with blue catfish. So you've got a couple different varieties of catfish in three mile that you don't have, um, other places. And so that's really kind of the, the up and coming, um, lake in the region right now. And so, uh, you know, especially even this time of year or into the summer, um, it's a great location. Um, straight west of three miles, just a few miles down the road towards Creston, 12 mile lake. Um, another, uh, kind of legendary Southern Iowa fishery, uh, the pan fishing there is, has been some of the best in the state for years. Um, you know, stringers of, you know, those eight to 10 inch bluegills and in, uh, you know, 10 to 12, 13 inch crappies are bigger. There's walleyes in there. Uh, you know, cat fishing, 
again, another really nice lake with um, really good accommodations around it from a camping and in a rental perspective. And so if, if those two, um, uh, you know, if they're not hitting or, or if they're a little bit too big, um, you know, you can hit Summit Lake, which is literally right on the edge of Creston. You know, you've got a 250-acre lake right on the edge of Creston that I think the average depth is only about 12 feet. Um, so it's a shallower lake, so it warms up a little faster than the other two. And so you've got, you know, more or less the same species. But it's just, you know, you have more options. You know, if they're not hitting at the other two, you can try this one. And then, you know, Green Valley is uh, about another mile north. Like Green Valley State Park is is uh, one of the nicest, if not the nicest state parks in, in southwest Iowa. Um, and they even have water skiing there, which is, uh, which is definitely unique uh, uh, for that part of the state and for for most uh, lakes in Iowa that aren't, you know, one of the flood control reservoirs. So there's just a ton of fishing opportunities. Uh, there's a lot of hunting opportunities too in the fall, uh, 12 mile, three mile green Valley are both surrounded by, you know, huge acreages of, of, uh, public hunting and the deer hunting down in that part of the state is, is, uh, you know, pretty legendary. Uh, so if, if a guy wanted to go in there for a kind of a combination uh, fall hunting and, and fishing trip. You could you could do the deer hunting, you could do the fishing, squirrel hunting, etc. So, really neat area. Uh, tons to do, tons of different opportunities, um, and, and definitely a place that that, that my family uh, uh, frequents on a, on a pretty regular basis. Yeah. So it looks like it looks like from a family standpoint, Green Valley Lake looks like it has the campgrounds, the shelter houses. Um, all, all of the, I guess, more amenities, and maybe you can tell me, because you've been there, then 12 Mile and 3 Mile, they look like they're more of a sportsman's type lake, where it's just boat landings yeah. and, and things like that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, other than, you know, they've, they've put in the jetties and in the structure, 3 Mile and 12 Mile are really being managed as, as you know, prime fishing destinations for, for that part of the state. Green Valley, uh, and in the article, I, I think I even said, you know, if, if, if you were planning a family destination, I would probably base camp, especially if you had younger kids, at either Green Valley or, or at Lake Icaria because they have more to do. You know, if, if you're a person that has, uh, you know, likes to go boating and likes to go fishing, like I said, Green Valley, you can go water skiing there. They've actually got two huge uh, fishing piers there that are handicap accessible. Um, that I mean, they're they're huge. They reach out into the lake probably 50, 60 feet, and and they're they're just fantastic. And then um, the DNRs come in and and they've downed trees and, and put them in the water, you know, uh, on on either side of these piers. And so it's literally, you know, uh, vertical fishing with slip bobbers or jigs, you know, right off the side of the pier. So really accessible, really good fishing. And, and, uh, you're, you know, you're only a couple of miles outside of Creston. If you need to go get, you know, a bottle of ketchup or, you know, you run out of something. Right. Right. Any other locations in Southwest Iowa that maybe deserve an honorable mention? Uh, I didn't say much about it, but again, Lake Icaria is, is phenomenal. You've got, modern cabin rentals there you've got the the uh, traditional sites you've got um the kind of the the camper glamper sites there um uh, lake icaria is an older lake and it's got you know fantastic walleye fishing they actually have uh, uh wipers um stocked there as well which is pretty unique uh, outside of of sailorville or or uh, red rock and so um definitely a fishing destination it's surrounded by public land too so you've got uh, a lot of hunting uh pheasant and deer hunting opportunities there as well you're only a few miles outside of corning um corning has i believe they have a, a racetrack in corning and so during the summer you've got uh, races on the weekends um grocery store cafe you know if you run out of of anything while you're while you're actually on the lake and so uh i carry as another you know really uh uh, nice place, just not just for fishing, but from a, an overall uh, kind of family vacation perspective. All right. Now we're getting into my turf here, Southeast Iowa. And 
I, I grew up in Mount Pleasant, so I would if we were ever to go to a lake and go fishing, we'd head over to Lake Geode. Um, and I can remember times there. And since then, I think uh, I haven't fished it in a while, but they've recently done a drain and, and clean up type thing too. But there was high, high um, E. coli in the water for a while. So they ended up draining it. Not necessarily, I don't think it was because 100% because of the E. coli, but there were some other things going on with that lake that they had to fix. And I think Mm -hmm. it might have been the dam. It might have been just like what they're doing, like restoration projects, a combination of that. So don't take my my word for what I'm saying here, but that lake used to have a really good fishing. Uh, It was it was a no wake lake, but we would you know jig for. jig for lots of really good bluegill it had you know a uh, small mouth or excuse me it had large mouth and then it had crappie in there and i can remember days where i would go there and just clean up on the bluegill it was uh it was a fun mm-hmm. lake growing up yeah and i'd actually went there once when we were we were kids my dad uh, uh my dad knew a bunch of people from mount pleasant and, and we actually go there to get our taxes done even though we lived in des moines so it's a good excuse to to uh to uh, go fishing in the area. We had some farm ponds we hit down there too. Um, but we tried Lake Geode one time. Um, you know, I, I went there with, with uh, as a little kid, with, with dreams of finding geodes everywhere and sawing them in half. And, <laughs> and I don't think we ever found any, but uh, the lake at that time, we're talking the, the 1980s, the lake was really known at that time, you know, like you said, as a pan fishing place. I think it rained every day we were there, so we didn't do really well. But um, it was definitely uh, a very scenic area, and, and uh, it was pretty cool uh, for a little kid to be down there and digging through the digging through uh, the mud and stuff, looking for rocks. Yeah, um, and I don't know if it's still like this, but over the dam, it would run. You know, the the dam run off of the backside of, of uh, Geode. There was a uh, there's like a little hole there before the. Uh, crick just gets skinny again it, it's kind of a bit a bigger area and man i had a ton of fun fishing at the bottom of that spillway at, at the the bottom of it after it, it's hard to get to because you got to go down a really steep hill but you know i don't know that's just my my little two cents on on lake geode and the cool thing about lake geode is there's trails there's campsites there's a beach you can swim at um they don't have it. I don't know if they have it anymore, but they used to have a, uh, right next to the beach was a little cafe. And on this cafe, you could, uh, eat cheeseburgers, hamburgers, French fries, milkshakes. And that was back. That was back in the day. It was like the, the boathouse, I guess you would say where you could rent canoes and, and paddle boats and stuff. Um, a lot of, a lot of memories there growing up. Cool. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned. So uh, I don't know if you've been over to Brushy Creek, uh, over by uh, Webster City, but uh, a similar situation. That lake, you know, the spillway below that lake, you know, if if somebody is on a mission to catch a, a muskie, um, you know, there's probably more non-muskie fishermen that catch muskie below uh, Brushy Creek in a in a plunge pool like that, like you were talking about below Geode, than anywhere in the state. Yeah, those, those are pretty neat places. It's kind of tough to get to. You kind of got to go the extra mile to get there, but uh, they can definitely be worth it. All right. So the big one in southeast Iowa, or one of the big ones, is Rathburn, Lake Rathburn. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and let us. Like, I guess I shouldn't say just Lake Rathburn, but uh, what are some of the main fisheries in uh, southeast Iowa? Yeah, so the one I focused on in the article was, was Red Rock, and that okay. was where I have uh, most of my experience. Um, and it's uh, a lot of people um, just kind of assume it's it's the same as the real, right? It's it's flood control reservoir on the Des Moines River. Uh, and it's, yes, uh, it is, uh, but you're also talking about a lake that is, you know, I think full pool is 15,000 in some change uh, in surface acres, uh, whereas as Sailorville is much smaller than that. Um, and in my experience, even when the water's high at Red Rock, the fishing can be fantastic. Um, it does get the recreational boat traffic as well, 
but if I was to compare the two fisheries, um, Sailorville versus Red Rock, it's really not even a comparison. Uh, because it's so much bigger, it, the, the water levels don't fluctuate quite as as uh, badly as Sailorville. Um, and the fact that it's below Des Moines, there's not as much flood risk. And so uh, Red Rock is, is, a, is an amazing place, especially if you like um, crappies. Uh, Red Rock is probably, you know, not only my experience, but uh, really, really uh, kind of died in the wool uh, crappie fishermen, tournament crappie fishermen. Uh, a lot of them will tell you it's as good as, as anywhere in the Midwest and, and better, even, even better than some of the, the southern kind of meccas uh, for crappie fishing. Maybe this time of year you can go uh, on a good day and not catch just one you know, 14 or 15 inch crappie, you can catch a whole boat full of them. Um, and these are fish that are eating primarily, when they get that size, they're eating primarily shad. And the, the lake is full of them, uh, full of shad that is. And so not only are they long, uh, you know, if you go on message boards and people are posting uh, crappies from, from Red Rock, you know, you'll see people, those look like Red Rock crappies because they're just so big. Yeah. You know, they've got big, heavy shoulders on them. They're, they're deep in body, just really big, um, uh, fish. And so if crappie fishing is your thing, um, the whole month of May, first couple of weeks of June, um, you know, definitely should plan a trip to Red Rock. They're not hard to catch. Um, you know, any of the coves, um, you know, you can do well. A lot of guys will go down there and they'll, they'll use a technique called spider rigging. And so basically you get, um, uh, if you buy the extra hook in Iowa, uh, when you go to buy your fishing license, you can hunt or you can fish, excuse me, um, with three rods, three hooks. And so, uh, if you and a buddy both get your third hook. You can sit in the front of the boat, um, and they get these really long, you know, 10 to 14 foot long poles, and they'll kind of set them up in a fan pattern in the front of the boat. And they will troll really slow with jigs and, you know, a combination of baits, uh, you know, suspended straight out and straight down from these, these very long rods to get them out away from the boat. Well, they troll, troll really slowly um, through the coves to find the crappies. And once they find them, you know, then you can, you know, hit your, electronic anchor or, or traditional anchor and just, you know, sit on them and, and catch your limit. And so, uh, it's, it's, uh, the crappie fishing there it can just be phenomenal. Yeah. Um, as the water warms up, you know, you get into, um, July, August, you know, catfish and, and white bass and, and wiper fishing really become king at that point. The crappies get a little harder to find. Uh, some of the savvy guys, you know, they'll catch crappies all year long there. But um, as the water warms up, you know, the catfish start spawning, uh, you know, usually in June, depending on water temperature. Um, and when the catfish is spawning, you know, if you, you fish along uh, the face of the dam, um, along the cliffs and ledges uh, where they will they'll back into those ledges uh, under the water and spawn in the ledges, um, you know, there, there are, you know, eating size up to, you know, channel cats, 20, 20 pounds plus in there. There's also, it's Des Moines River. There's also, you know, uh, flatheads in there for the guys that, that uh, like to go flathead fishing. And then uh, similar to Sailorville, um, you know, once that water gets hot and you get a few windy days in a row, you know, say mid to late July and into August, you know, if you get a steady south wind for, you know, two or three days in a row and hot temperatures, it pushes the shad up against the bank. And so if you can find points that jet out into the water um, and, and keep your eyes peeled, I mean, you will see the white bass and the wipers literally blow those shad out of the water. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, if anybody's fishing Mississippi, when the, when the white bass are, are jumping, it's, it's very similar. That's fun. Um, it, it's awesome. Uh, you can go out there with a with a chug bug or a large, large topwater bait with you know with a couple of hooks on it, and you know you can catch two fish on on one cast uh, pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, if they're not if they're not super aggressive, but they're feeding, 
you know, we use um, uh, big uh, shad imitating um, spoons that we just cast the bottom and and uh, snap them off the bottom. That um, it's it's awesome. I'm, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm kind of a white bass fanatic, and so between Red Rock and Sailorville, you get into the late summer, you've got catfishing, you've got white bass and and uh, wiper fishing, and then uh, you know once the water cools off in the fall, there's another. Um, uh, pretty spectacular crappie run in the fall if if people aren't in the deer woods. So, as far as amenities around Red Rock, uh, lots of lots of campgrounds, lots of lots of um, lots of shore fishing opportunities, shelter houses, parks, things like that. Yeah, they it really runs the gamut. Similar to Sailorville, it's it's got campgrounds. You know. All, all kinds of campgrounds around around Red Rock. Uh, there's also a humongous uh, uh, public hunting acreage around the lake. One of the best uh, deer hunting counties, uh, you know, in, in the state of Iowa. Um, and so you've got timber and woods. You've got pheasant hunting on the on the fringes. Um, if your your family likes to golf, Boss Landon Golf Course is is in Pellets. It's about a 10 minute drive from the from the uh, Red Rock Dam. Pella itself uh, in the spring. You've got Tulip Festival and, and uh, all the Dutch heritage um, stuff over there. If that's uh, if that's what your family's into, uh, certainly good bakeries. Uh, if, if you live in the state of Iowa and you haven't had a Dutch letter, that's it's kind of a almost a crime. Uh, and so Pella is is right there um, for off the water stuff. Um, uh, to the southwest of the lake, a short drive, 15-minute drive maybe. Um, Knoxville is uh, is right there on on uh, Highway 14 uh, in Knoxville. If you know, for people that maybe aren't from Iowa or haven't been to races before, Sprint Car Capital World. The museums there. They have races uh, every weekend during the summer. Um, they've got you know national events, that national racing events there. So um, if that's your if that's your cup of tea, you know, you certainly have uh, uh, opportunity to do that uh, within a short, uh, a short drive from the lake as well. Yeah. Um, so there, that's Red Rock. What about any anything else? Because uh, I mentioned Rathburn. I don't have a lot of experience in with fishing Rathburn, but I, I know that in the last five, however many years, they've really made it a destination for families. They've built ho- hotels there. They've built, um, I think like a convention area or something there, uh, making it more accessible to having, I don't know, I don't necessarily know about families, but, uh, people, more people come to Lake Rathburn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Rathburn is, you know, it's, it's, a little bit further drive from Des Moines, you know, you can get to Red Rock from Des Moines and you know, about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, depending on what part of the, the lake you plan to fish. Rathbun is, is probably more like an hour and a half. Uh, and the state has done, you know, they've invested a lot of time and money into making Rathbun kind of a, uh, the Southern Iowa uh, uh, destination. You've got Honey Creek Resort there, golf course. You know they've got full service uh, cabin rentals. They've got the resort there. You know you can you can rent boats. You know uh, you know there's fishing guides down there. It's uh, I believe it is also surrounded by uh, you know huge um, uh, public hunting acres around the lake. Uh, and so yeah, I mean it has a lot to offer from a fishing perspective. Rathbun um uh when i was a kid at least in the 80s and the certainly 90s and, and again today raspin was uh well known for for really good crappie fishing uh, the walleye fishing there is is something that is um uh, the dnr is committed to improving and, and it is uh it's on uh it's getting certainly getting on the radar of a lot of walleye guys in the state as well um, they also have uh white bass in the lake too and so uh, you've really kind of got that trifecta again uh, where you can follow, you know, once you have open water, uh, one thing that, that a lot of people fish uh, uh, rafting for is, is catfish. And so as soon as the ice is out, uh, you can go down there and fish from the bank and, and you know, catch ca- channel cast until, you know, your, your wrist is sore. Um, 
you know, then as the water warms up, it's got really good crappie fishing and walleye fishing. And then, you know, once you get into the summer months, you're kind of in the same, uh, the sum, same summer fishing pattern in Iowa where you're, you're really after either catfish or, or uh, catching pan fish uh, in the mornings and evenings. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, what basically the same thing that I've heard about uh, uh, that lake as well. And the, and the other lake in the area, if you go further east than that, um, is Lake Saguma. And they've recently done some work on that lake as well, where I think they did some, uh, drained it a little bit, did some reconstruction on maybe some boat ramps or something. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I used to go fishing there quite a bit with my stepdad and uh, my mom every every once in a while and that's a that's a pretty unique lake because it's got a lot of structure on it and it holds a, mm-hmm. a lot of fish and um and my my if my stepdad he probably won't listen to this but if he heard me say what i'm about to say he'd probably punch me in the face like right now <laughs> the crappie fishing is on fire in that lake Gotcha. Yeah. So he, uh, uh, if you see, if you see him, tell him I send you, then he might swing at you too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've never fished that lake, but that's one that, you know, if you look through kind of the Southeast Iowa roster of lakes, it's always near the top. Yeah. Um, uh, known for pan fishing, like you said. And I, I think it's even been managed pretty, pretty strongly as, as a largemouth bass fishery as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of guys go down there to go bass fishing. Uh, I think Lake Darling's in in the neighborhood too. I've yep. never fished there, but that's another yep. one on the southeast Iowa kind of hit list for for uh, you know uh, fishing destinations in that part of the state. And I'm sure there's, excuse me, I'm sure there's others uh, that I haven't mentioned. But yeah. Uh, other than Red Rock, I haven't spent a lot of time in that area. The one thing too that we shouldn't discount is is the rivers. Um, you know, you've got the lower reaches of the lower reaches of the Skunk River, uh, Cedar River. Uh, as you get over towards uh, the Mississippi, uh, the Iowa River, um, and those are all underfished and in highly uh, uh, underrated fisheries for sure. If you talk to the guys from the Iowa City area. Um, if, if I failed to mention those rivers and, and the, the walleye fishing and catfishing from those rivers, they, you know, they, they would probably protest. So, right. Um, can't overlook the, 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 the river fishing in Southeast Iowa by, by any means. Yeah, absolutely. My, uh, my stepbrother caught actually a really good muskie out of Saguma. Nice. Yeah. So I I'm I know they're in there, but I I don't think it's like a, a big population of them. You know what do they call a, a muskie? The the fish of ten thousand casts. So yeah. So um. But yeah, I mean uh, Lake Darling. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Saguma. I know Saguma now has uh, cabin rentals there. Um. They think they've built some in the in the recent years to where it's. You know, if you want to have a family, you can go fishing. You can go. I don't know if there's many trails around the lake. I think there's a playground set there. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a a quote unquote family destination, but Lake Darling definitely is. They got trails around the lake. They have um, play equipment. They have shelter houses. Um, and I know that that's where I went camping when I was a kid. My dad would take us camping at Lake Darling. I know they've also done a drain the lake, fix the dam, restock project in the last, I think, seven years. Uh, they've they've done that or something like that. And uh, Lake Darling is, uh, I've, I've, I have a lot of memories on Lake Darling. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Yep, yep. Well, uh, other than that, I think we've covered, we've, we've come all the way around kind of, uh, counterclockwise. Is there any other, what about the Mississippi in Southeast Iowa? You know, I don't have a ton of experience down there. Um, it, it, so it may, you might know more than I do. Um, I think the, the same species are, you know, certainly down in the Southern part, uh, southeast part of Iowa and the Mississippi as there is on the northeast um, corner. Uh, my my uh, kind of ignorant understanding is that you know, you've got larger open water areas in the Mississippi yeah. that, that uh, not to say the fish aren't there, but they're more difficult to find. 
um, in the southeast part of the river. Um, then up in north, you know, northeast Iowa, where you've got, you know, uh, you know, you've got the island chains and you've got the side channels and the backwaters. Uh, my understanding, at least, is you get into southeast Iowa and you have more of an open, open water, open river type uh, fishery where. Um, if, if you're a guy that has fished it your whole life and you know where the holes are and you know where the, the wing dams are and things of that nature, you'd probably go out and, and catch them in every day. I just, I don't have a ton of experience on the river in that part of the state. Yeah, right. I, I know, you know, when we, when we sit here and we talk about that core of engineer work that's been done to the pools that you mentioned earlier, would you say nine and 10, uh, in mm-hmm. Lansing and Harper's Ferry, you know, great fisheries right there. And I know that I've heard people talk about, you know, around the Burlington, Iowa area, just to the South of that on, what do they call it? Uh, Burlington Island, I think it's called, or Otter, uh, Otter Island or something like that. I, that might, maybe I'm wrong there, but those are mini versions of what is going on up in, in Northeast Iowa. Now the, the water's obviously, uh, warmer down there. It's probably moving faster. It's, um, probably you know this is just me guessing right and like you said somebody who uh someone who listens to that will be like "Uh uh-uh no you're wrong you're wrong (laughs) but uh it's just it's uh like yeah the the bigger open waters but i do know guys who head over to the mississippi river and they slay the catfish right they Mm -hmm. they find those holes and they sit over top of them but that's what they love to do right they're they're Mm -hmm. cat fishermen uh even uh even going into the um interior rivers where your guys run bank poles and with kids right that's a great thing to do with kids is running bank poles so um yeah that's my two cents Yep, I agree, and I, you know, I've done I've done a lot of that as uh, as you know as a kid, and, and even as an adult. Um, <clears throat> real good friends of mine live um, in the Cedar Rapids area, and uh, uh, one of them lives uh, near Central City, and we have fished the Wapsie. You know, he he is he is a cat fisherman first, and and anything else that feels like biting, um, you know, as a bonus. But uh, we've fished the Wapsie up there quite a bit, and uh, he has he has made uh, you know the I don't remember if his are PVC if they're or if they're solid fiberglass, but the the really you know sort of advanced uh, bank poles where you know we'll go up there in, in an afternoon and and uh, with rubber mallet and hammer those into into the cut banks and stuff um, and dangle. Uh, you know, bluegills or, or whatever we use for bait, you know, just under the water surface. And we'll do tie-offs, tie-off lines in uh, brush piles. And so, uh, yeah, totally hear you. That's, that's all good time. And, you know, when the catfish are biting, whether, you know, whether you're keeping them or not, for, for my money, I mean, there's still not many fish in this state that can hold a candle to, to the, to the fight that you got in store for you once you hook into a nice one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Joel, we've reached time today. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to uh, hop on and chit chat with us about these quote unquote fam family friendly areas throughout the state of Iowa. Um, good luck this summer ripping some lips and uh, hopefully you get outside with a fam and uh, get the opportunity to rip some lips. Uh, we definitely will, and, and uh, thanks for having me, Dan.